clear throughout its long history. In other words, war is part of the symbiotic heritage of all life. Therefore, we must look to coexisting populations and their interactions, historical as well as recent, human as well as other species, if we ever want a serious answer to that question. Behaviors akin to warfare are found in species across the entire spectrum of the animal kingdom, so it's no surprise that humans exhibit them too. Despite the ubiquity and tacit inevitability of population wars, a closer examination of some distantly related species reveals that there is as much interdependence in the biosphere as there is violence. The present is full of assimilations from populations of the past, and when we recognize some of these, it becomes apparent that there is hope for a less violent future for humankind. Hence, the inevitability of population wars doesn't mean that our future has to be violently catastrophic. In order to achieve such a result, however, Humans have to come to terms with some basic facts of population biology, and we need to see a shift in consciousness away from some of our most deeply rooted prejudices and bad habits that have come from the rapid expansion of our species. Today we exist as a globally distributed species with a particular nasty propensity. When we can't see our enemies, we invent them. This illusory act of human nature allows us to justify attempts at eradicating, eliminating, or vanquishing other people or species but such actions nearly always fail. A further goal of this book is to highlight those failures as a reason to take a fresh approach to one of the time-honored problems of human existence, defining us as distinct from them. This is ultimately a question of biology. How distinct are different groups of living things? I hope to show you that the answer is a lot less than you previously thought. If I'm successful, you'll see why we need to rethink the entire justification for war— not only the human military kind, but also the thought of Darwin's war of nature or struggle for existence, because war follows logically only from a notion of distinctness. If lines of distinction are blurred, whom or what are we fighting? In my view, all types of conflict have to be recast in the light of coexistence and historical contingency. That is the message of this book. We Americans love the war metaphor. As I write this, it seems that everyone is debating over how to deal with sinister forces that are attacking us on many fronts. We have the war on poverty, the war on drugs, the war on Ebola, the war on terror. Then there's the war on the middle class, the war on workers, the culture wars, the war on women, the war on our kids, the war on family, among many others. Given all these deadly conflicts we're engaged in, it's no wonder that we're considered a war-weary nation. We turn to narratives of good versus evil, such as the Star Wars epics or the slew of Marvel comic book movies with almost religious fervor. These simplistic tales are emotionally satisfying to the general public, perhaps because they hark back to a time when it was easier to believe that the bad guys could be easily eradicated. Unfortunately, today, we know better. Are the enemies we face in these wars conquerable? The answer is no, but it seems that most people don't know it. These trite phrases, the war on, make for attention-grabbing headlines because of their emotional appeal, not their intellectual accuracy. Most people assume that there is an easy victory to every war, whether it's exterminating a pest from your house, eliminating a military force with a drone strike, or erasing an entire enemy population by dropping a nuclear warhead. It should come as no surprise that none of those solutions have worked in the past, and they won't work in the future either. Although in the short term an enemy might appear to be vanquished, in the long term that same population rebounds, and even if changed, perhaps, it eventually rebuilds its numbers. What we commonly assume to be wars are an elemental part of life, 
and the ebb and flow of population size is due to these conflicts. In fact, they typify an ongoing biological drama that has been occurring since the origin of the biosphere nearly four billion years ago. Populations have an inherent tendency to expand, and eventually, overcoming the constraints of their environment, they come in contact with one another. History is written and calibrated by these constant population wars that have occurred and that are still occurring today. Our only hope of mitigating entrenched misunderstandings and in due course eliminating human wars, the actual military type that has caused so much needless suffering, is first to understand more about the natural world and the population interactions that typify other species. Debates rage in our country over whether or not to ban all flights from Ebola-plagued countries in Africa, as if that alone could stop the enemy microbe from spreading. The idea is simple. Equate an enemy population of microbes with an enemy host population and vanquish both at once. As of this writing, more than 10,000...